What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is what uh, Wednesday, the what tenth, twenty twenty, and uh, you guys listening to episode four hundred and fifty one. Uh, my guest today is a very, very special guest because he was actually on episode four hundred. Yeah, live at Gotham Comedy Club. Uh, one of my dudes, one of my dearest friends and somebody that I've always said is not only the best in show business, but he's the best in life. Uh, you know him as one of the four cast members of the hit, the hit <laughs> television show on True TV, Impractical Jokers, and the Impractical Jokers movie, The Man, The Myth, The Legend, Salvo Cano. Saleh, thanks for What's being up, here, baby. baby? <laughs> oh, it's Boy. Nice to see. I love the way you look. I love... I love you just letting it go. I'm growing it out. Just going, yeah. It's, it's becoming unmanageable. So now I got the slick going and I, I just, this is a new thing. I just tried this little thing. I bought the wax. I don't even, I'm not even sure if I'm sold on. I did it as a goof, but. No, you know what? I don't know. It's, you either look like you just wrote a book or you're like a 1970s relief pitcher. <laughs> I love both of those things. Right? Yeah. I got a little, I got a little Gidry trying, maybe a Gidry or like a Goose Gossage or something going Goose on. Goose Gossage. Who was the guy? Raleigh Fingers? Raleigh with the yeah he's 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 the guy he's the one that it went like he's this guy Raleigh yeah it, it went no, they up. don't make baseball like base baseball players do not have the fashion sense and I don't think they have the swag that they used to really you know no no I think baseball 70s players baseball players, 70s fashion permeated the sport more like you know you the, the hair the chops the, the fro like the Oscar Gamble all that kind of thing now it's like everybody kind of looks kind of pretty much the same, but like you look at those old baseball players, like you're like, yeah, they were having some fun. Yeah, one guy would have the stirrups really high. Uh, Eddie Murray had the fro under the Baltimore uh, Orioles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you love stirrups high? I love stirrups high. Stirrups high was, uh, yeah, one of my favorite players did it was Ricky Henderson. Henderson, that's a, that, that means you had the gas if you had stirrups high. Yeah, if you had stirrups high, that means you're stealing yeah. second for sure. Oh God, yeah, he would steal. He would steal like everything. He would steal. He would steal everything. When when, when who was it, the base stealing leaders? When he, it was him and Vince Coleman, I think were like American and National League head to head like for years, weren't they? Yeah, it's funny you said that because I remember. Yeah, Vince was. It's funny Vince was second, but such a distant second, which is crazy on how much Ricky had, but. I remember my brother and I would laugh because every time Ricky got on base, you're right. It wasn't just second. There's a chance he's taking third too. Yeah. You ever see his quads, his oh thighs, yeah. like trunks. Yeah. I mean, and I love that he was so subtly arrogant that as soon as he stole the base, he didn't wait. He just took it out. He just took it out. <laughs> right? <when> he <laughs> yeah, right? Had the flip side of that, which was my, my idol uh, was Mattingly. And then Mattingly just had, yeah, you just, he just, you just saw this little stirrup at the end. He had like the full length pants. <laughs> Don Mattingly is the reason why I became a Yankee fan. Don Mattingly is my first, my first sports hero. No doubt at all. Me too. Um, I started watching the Yankees in like the mid eighties, like yeah. maybe 85, 86, like his, maybe 86. I really started to watch, you know, but I caught the tail end of all those guys. You just said like Gidry, Rigetti. Uh, you know, all that, that whole team, like, um, uh, you know, Nettles, um, you know, like those guys. And then, and then uh, of course, Dave Winfield, Henderson. And then comes Mattingly. And then I, <laughs> I took the ride with Mattingly all the way to 95. And I always felt bad that 
that he didn't he didn't get his due. But um, but I was like, he was my idol though. I had the posters everywhere. There was this guy that delivered pizza for Angie's Pizzeria on Bay Street in my neighborhood when I was little. He looked like Don Mattingly's twin brother. And we used to beg my mom to order pizza just so he would deliver to the house and I would just stare at him. Cause it, That's... he was like, he looked, I mean, when I tell you he looked identical, he looked just like him, the whole thing, everything. And I was like, yeah. I was... Oh, that's so cool, man. Like I remember, I remember, I love Don Mattingly so much. I remember in the yearbook, they showed his family. His wife's name was Kim, I remember. And Dude, uh, Evansville, Indiana, April 20th, I think his birthday was, something like that. I remember, because, you know, used to memorize his stats. Right, because, but here's the other reason why. Guys like us around the same age who grew up Yankee fans, he was the only thing we had in the 80s because they stunk. <laughs> so, like, you went, you went to a game knowing they were probably going to lose, but at least you're seeing Donnie baseball. Dude, the Yankees sucked. In, in from eighty, from like after that little like eighty one, eighty three, when they like that that tail end of that that team, from like eighty four, entire career, he you know they made they finally got it. I just spoke about this on the on the show. The um ninety five, they, they they was his first playoff year, and they got eliminated in the wild card game against Seattle, and that was the end of him. Yeah. And then wouldn't you know it, ninety Tino came in right it was Tino. Tino came in. Tino, Tino uh, replaced him. And then '96, they get they 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 make the wild card and they win the World Series. It was yeah. always bittersweet that that man didn't get a New York title, man. I'll tell you a cool story. I'm glad we're talking about this up front, you know, because you do so many podcasts, and then um, your mustache just turned it into this, which is fantastic. <laughs> uh, when I was a little boy in second grade, I believe, because we're close. I'm imagining we're close to the same age. Um, the the only baseball team 62. I knew that existed what's that sixty two. You were born in sixty two. Yeah. <laughs> you look you look fantastic. I should have went. That was way too. I'm off my game. I should have been like I'm fifty one. Now I uh what be what I'll be this year. This I'm forty three now. Oh okay okay so you're a little older than me whatever but I'm still eighty six so yeah so you started probably understanding sports a little more in nineteen eighty six when the Mets won the World Series yeah against the Red Sox. I only knew that there was only, I only thought that there was one team in New York. Ah. I'm a, so I'm a first grader or a second grader and all my friends are talking about it, watching it and we're rooting for it. And if you remember that series was epic, right? That was, uh, that was one of the greatest series I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. You know, the, 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 what's it called? Mookie uh, Wilson and the, and the, Mookie, uh, Billy Buckner. The, yeah. B uh, Bill Buckner error through his legs, Mookie with the bunt, you know, so I don't know anything else, right? Mookie, Mookie, I believe, lived on Staten Island for a little bit, too. Oh, did he? I think we claimed him for a little bit, yeah. That's hilarious. You guys, yeah. a, guy, a guy rents a house from, his, from somebody for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Franco. Franco, too, lived here. Yeah, dude, Mookie, he used to get, he got a sandwich here once. <laughs> no, yeah. we used to drive by. His house was behind these big brick walls. Oh, yeah? Really see it, yeah. So, no, so, um... So the Mets are winning. Me and my friends are going nuts. I don't know any better. And I'm talking baseball at dinner with my mother and stepfather. And my step, my mother's like, we got to take him to a game. We got to take him to a game. And my stepfather said, if you take him to a game, you got to take him to the Yankees. And I'm going, who? You know, I don't yeah. know. All I know is this team in 86 having this epic thing and it's amazing and everybody's going nuts. And they were like, no, here's the deal with the Yankees. And I walked in there and that was not when they weren't opened up the way they're open up now. You had to go through the tunnel. 
Oh, the old stadium was was wild, dude. There was like it was there was like alleyway, dark alleyways in the old stadium. <laughs> the old stadium, man, and and I walked in there, and the grass just green, and I see Donnie baseball twenty three, and I was done. Yeah, man. Done. It was it was my first hero. It was my first. I knew all the stats. I got it. So that's uh, the T. Emulating him, trying to do his batting stance when we played ball, all that stuff. And man. you always had to do multiple stance because he had a bad back. Yeah, yeah. He changed it up. He 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 reinvented. It. He had a bad back. Had a little dip, and then he found he worked with the batting coach. And I think at that point Willie Randolph was transitioned over to like the coaching staff or something, but. Man, old Yankees were a different thing for me. Um, yeah. I, in, in those times, I had moved in with my grandparents. Um, they had a two-family a two home, and they lived upstairs. So I used to go upstairs and, and watch one of the ways me and my grandpa bonded uh, was watching Yankee games on WPIX, Channel 11. Yeah, yeah. And then right after the game was over, usually around like 11, um, 11.30, they would play uh, reruns of the Jeffersons. And those were like my nightly routine with my grandpa. We watched the Yankees. And then we'd watch the Jeffersons. And then a lot of times I'd go to sleep upstairs on his couch. And then I had school the next day. He used to drive me. And um, this is very vivid memory because it, it happened so often. He, my grandpa would wake up at five in the morning, like his whole life. And he'd get up, he'd make this a pot of coffee, but just like the blackest coffee over the stove. Like in, he used to pour it and just <laughs> steep it, like steep a bag, like, like a big thing. And it would reek of coffee and he used to, Put on, he only had AM radio. He used to put on 10, 10 wins, five in the morning, walk the dogs, make the coffee, and then he used to put on 10, 10 wins. And I used to be on the couch. I used to wins news time, 5 0, you know, 22. And that would wake me up every day. And and he'd sit there and he'd read the paper, my grandpa. And this is what my grandfather was known for. What a unique guy, man. His birthday, he would have been 102 June 6th, four days ago. He passed six years ago. He lived a great full life. but he, he, uh, he would read the paper from cover to cover. And he, he, he thought everybody was corrupt. And, 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 and he used to take a pen and write his notes on the daily paper. And then when he read the paper cover to cover, he put it on the side. And later when I came home from school, I used to go to read the paper myself, read the Yankee game, read the stats. And all it was when he would circle people's faces and draw a line and write crook. And it was just, <laughs> dude, cover to cover. This guy's a crook. Crook over here. Crook. <laughs> Just right there. It's so funny. Oh, man. that's so funny, man. But, no, dude. I the the old man habits or like when you look at what they did, and I totally get it, man. One thing that happened during this pandemic was there's a place that I go to eat my breakfast and I get my either my tea or my coffee and I get either the post or the daily news and I flip it and I start with the sports section. And I don't know if it's gonna make it now. I think it's done. And it was my, it was one of those things where I'm like being alone, being alone with a newspaper and your, and and a drink that you like is, is such an amazing thing. And it's funny you said that about your grandfather, because my grandfather and I, he would sit, we would watch it on Sundays. See, my parents were divorced. So visitation days, my dad's big visitation day was Sunday and they played during the day. So it would be on channel 11. And then when it wasn't, uh, or if they were away and it wasn't televised, he'd have a little radio. And I would just, I always knew the Yankees did something good because he would sit up and he would just have the radio and he would just hear like a light clap, right? And, he, and I was, just, and then, and then, but he would put the Met, this is one thing he did that I, not a lot of people understood. He would put the Met game on 
when he couldn't get a Yankee game or the Yankees weren't playing just so he could watch baseball on Sunday. And Same I, exact thing with my grand. Yeah. Same. Yeah, it's like I can't okay. hate on that. We used to um, – we used to – sometimes if the game wasn't on, you know, we used to – same thing. We used to go sit out on the porch, and we would listen to a game. I got to tell you, too, sitting out on the porch with my grandpa, watching people, you know, walk up and down the street, like people watching, and listening. Listening to a game, I think, is, is something that doesn't happen – well, I'm out of touch, but, like, I feel like it's a lost art. I feel like it used to happen way more back in the yeah. day. But on a beautiful summer night, my grandpa would go sit on the porch – and his big thing was like, he used to be like, uh, he thought his, a big treat for me was he's like, I'll take you to the store, I'll get you some Coca-Cola. So, so he'd be like, all right, so we go down to the corner, he'd buy a six pack of Coca-Cola, and then we go on the porch, crack open two of them, put the game on, and just kind of listen to it. Man, it's so simple, but so like, you know, you look back on those things and that is the, the, like the most golden time, you know, like. The, it's so funny we're talking about that right now because my next thing I want to talk about is you know, obviously how things aren't simple now, but you know, the simplest, smallest things and the things like I was talking about, like eating my breakfast and reading the paper by myself. And those are the memories that you're like, oh my God, that was something in life that is just, that you really can't, or that is another reason why I smoke cigars, right? Is because, so tonight is, um, today's Bur Bill Burr's birthday. Yeah, and Bill, got, happy birthday. I got a text him. We got a group text. And it was like, hey, are we going to do a virtual cigar, right? And the reason why is because when you just smoke a cigar and talk to a buddy, it does something to the conversation, and it's a special thing. The way you and your grandfather were having a Coca-Cola just listening, <laughs> to some people, they, they don't understand. Like, it's like that, that alone is like, look, you're talking about it now so many years later, and you remember it vividly, um, yeah. which brings me to my next thing, which is kind of, kind of crazy and sad is, but it's going to have a little optimism here. Sure. With everything going on right now, and you could hear me okay, right? I hear you, babe. Okay. Um, with everything going on in the world and, and, and everything, COVID to, uh, you know, the terrible, terrible thing that we sure. saw with, uh, George, you know, George Floyd, the guy getting murdered on camera, and then, and then the, the, the protests uh, and, and the riots and this group's and that group, everybody's, it, just everything that the uproar that we're witnessing right now. Right. I got this feeling, and, and somebody's going to go, oh, fucking Verzi optimistic. I think once COVID dies down, and maybe it's an easy prediction to say because how could 2021 be worse? But not only do I think things are going to get better, I have this feeling, Sal, and tell me what you think. And if listen, honestly, if you disagree, I'd love to hear that too, of course. Sure. But I feel like with the shit storm that's happened, COVID, me and my whole family had COVID. I was scared to death because we got it. We got it when it was like, when it just dropped like a new album. <laughs> you copped that shit on the first day. <laughs> Yo, well, if, if, if COVID- Like Funk Master just like hitting the fucking, the bomb. Funk Master, yeah, you get out and cop that COVID today. Yo, I was online the night before for that shit. <laughs> right? So I get it. I don't know if I'm going to wake up, need a ventilator, lose my smell and taste. Stacy then does. My kids are acting a little funny. It was a scary time. Then going through everything, staying home. Everybody's got that going on, right? Then, then we see what's going on with the injustice and then the protests and then people, all this stuff. I think around August, September, when the COVID thing really, when people go into phase two and three and could go sit in a restaurant again, talk, people aren't getting sick again and 
people really start treating each other as human beings again and get back out there and this thing dies down. Not only do I think 2021, of course, will be better because how could it be worse than 2020? But I think you're going to see something different. I think being inside made people appreciate things. I think, and I could be wrong, I hope I'm not, but I think the comedy audience will now be not as sensitive, I think. I think I think that if you go into a joke and you go to a, of course, there's going to be the people that want a problem. I think there's going to be the people that want it, but there's always going to be that. But I think for the overall, just overall in the air type of thing. Overall, like after being locked up in your house for this, not locked up, but being, you know, you can't go out, you can't go to an establishment and see entertainment. You can't go to a concert and listen to music. I think then all of a sudden you pay for a ticket, right? And you pay for a two drink minimum and you're going to watch five, six of the best comedians in New York City or the country, whether whatever club you're at. And to be a dick after that, and we talked about that. I talked about that with Ronnie Chang too. It's like to be a dick after that, after you're like, now you're out. You got to remember what it was like. I think I'm hoping that things will be better. And I'm also hoping people start treating each other better and there's not this riff anymore. Um, but then again, how much worse? It can't be worse than 2020. What, what do you think? Or do you think it's going to go back to the way that it was? No, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. That's, that's what I'm hoping. I mean, look, before even this last two weeks with, I mean, with, with the terrible thing that happened, it's like I was already just from, you know, us all sharing this universal experience of being like having to stay home and worrying about our health and, you know, a lot of big question marks. And, you know, we had, we had this shared anxiety. Um, we went through that together, everyone, the world. And then, um, and then even just like kind of, look, we, despite even that, we have it the best that anyone's ever had it in generations and generations. It's funny, like, 100%. We're getting tested in this way. And, and for damn sure, I don't want to short sell how scary that was. Yeah. But you look back on history and other decades and other countries and areas and, and, and some people are some people are born into you know persecution and whatever they, they live in war-torn countries so like i can't even imagine it just gives you a we know you know we know but then you dip your toe in a little adversity and then you you get a little perspective and say my god like these other countries like you know we don't get their news every day unless you're searching it out they their main goal to wake up and to live or to be free and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, we went through this, but if the worst of this is that, you know, thank God I didn't, you know, lose anyone close to me just yeah. yet. But to, I f feel the pain. I'm like an empath and everything. And I felt everyone's pain, but, but, you know, I tried to stay positive and uh, productive and uh, make the best of what's going on here and use the quality time that we've never had before. You know, right. just to the lining of it. But, you know, you find yourself saying like, yo, you remember going out to eat? Yeah. yeah, you remember going to the movies? So, like we said, like when we're allowed to do that, if everyone is not taking a little, a little inventory on how lucky we are to get back and do that, stuff, like I am going to, we're out. You know, I you take you end up taking things for granted, such as life. But like I am, I am, I know me personally. I am so appreciative. Like when I'm going to get to get get on stage again, see my friends again, oh. go out again, you know, hug my parents again, like um, all that stuff the boys all hanging out again. Like, I, I think people are going to just be bursting, you know, with joy in that respect. And then, yeah. and then I do hope that, the, that everything that political has been happening and, and all this, like the race stuff and this terrible stuff, I, I, I feel hopeful. I see, I, it's hard, man, because you go online whew, and you absorb everything you see. 
you know, and yeah. you have to find the delicate balance between being informed and, and, and speaking up a little bit and also listening and also taking a step back a minute because yeah. you fill your mind. Yeah. I was having, I always have nightmares, you know, watching these videos and, um, you want to know what's going on and you want to be right there and you want to be informed and you want to lend the support to the people who need it. But then all of a sudden too, your mental health yeah. is like, I took, I mean, I'm telling you, man, these last couple of weeks have been, uh, I'm sure for everyone, but some of the hardest weeks I've had, I, I can only remember like nine 11 feeling this way. Like, um, yeah. And, and, and having anxiety come back and uh, sleep, nights and uh, not even ashamed or afraid to say it but I would break down and cry a bunch um, and I just feel like you know we've hit a rock bottom with all this stuff so there can't be any way to go but up yeah I mean I like, 2020 I like and, you know, and, yeah unless 2021's a doozy <laughs> you know let me take that back because I don't want to jinx this but I mean I hope there's no way to go but up but you know you, you if you if you seek the positive news and the positive people yeah, you try to like fill your head with that a little bit too, not just the violence and the and the, and the, you know and the dissent and all and all that stuff and and you know so um you you look at all the people that are striving to unify and and and, and to help and that have are well intentioned. You focus on that and then you get that nugget like you get the the bit of hope and yeah. coupled with the fact that you know you're hoping that we're coming to the end of this this thing too. And I I do really hope that people get out and it's like kumbaya <laughs> you know like i hope yeah that we're all just happy for every little thing you know oh shit we're gonna go get a slice of pizza oh shit i get to see my friend i haven't seen in so long oh shit like culture is changing you yeah. know like like people are changing people are you know i don't know people you know are, are getting more informed now that's not a you know that's only a good thing you know what i mean all around like to you know we, this is hopefully getting a lot of people on the same page yeah you know what i mean and, and, well, and yeah i i see you know you're a lot i mean i think the reason why me and you get along we always have gotten along is like it's kind of like logical and like i'm empathetic too and i see everybody's side but sometimes that can hurt because when you talk to somebody and you see you know i've gotten i've lost followers on social media because of both things and yeah. i just said you know what man like i can't win with this but like i totally understand you know, how somebody feels and seeing that injustice and seeing what happened to George Floyd, man, like that, I don't care. That's not about race, man. That's a human being that gets you fired up. But then I also, I know some amazing police officers that are friends of mine and, and they're feeling pain too now. Yeah. Well, but that's the problem with social media, right? Yeah. So, so back in the day, our parents and everything, like you choose to watch the news or not watch the news. And then you take in what you see. And then you go on, make a phone call or go to the corner store. And if you decide to talk about that with someone, then you talk about that with someone, but it kind of ends there. Now right. with social media, it's saturation, everything all the time, all news, all the time, everyone sharing it. And the way that social media is built is that it is no nuance allowed. You know, Twitter, which is the go-to for po po politics and political talk is the worst platform for it. You got... You're limited in characters. Everybody's trying to prove a point. Yep. Everybody is getting on there with emotion and, 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 and rightfully so. But like, you know, in real life, when you're speaking to someone, it's always best to let your emotion settle a little in order right. to, to, to both reach some type of, you know, conversation, some type of common ground. But on Twitter, it's like 
there's no accountability because people are there. There are bots. There are trolls. There are people hiding behind, you know, not their real identities. And people want to just mic drop all the time on Twitter. They want to prove someone wrong. They want to, you know what I mean? And yeah. there's no like. And if you say one thing, no matter what, there it's the law of averages. This mob, no matter from what's where and who, is going to assign you what they thought yeah. you meant, and then yeah. that's it. And that's it. You know? Yeah. So like you say, Black Lives Matter, which holy fucking shit, I'll say it to the day I die. That's insane. You know, then someone says, well, then all lives matter. Yeah, of course we know that. We're talking about this for them right now. Well, you know, white people get brutalized too. Okay, that's, I'm not saying they don't. Let's have this conversation, then let's have that one. That's you know the problem. I mean? Okay, um, yeah. uh, you know, like, well, fuck, fuck the cops, right? Okay, well, is every cop bad? Of course not, of course not. Is there a problem? Is there a problem? I mean, even good cops, even people conservative anyone could see that there's a problem so we just want to fix the problem i i i have i have mixed race in my family i have plenty of black friends all of all i have trans friends gay friends i grew up around that people feel what they don't know i, right. I grew up in a, i have unique perspective you know i i grew up in staten island which is largely conservative and i grew up in a white neighborhood i grew up in a mixed neighborhood and i grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood all three of those i spent years in you know, and so I know yeah. that, like, you know, I know the people that, that don't, aren't from New York or just didn't have my experience, they're not going to take have the same takeaways as me, right? And, and they fear, you know, what they don't know. And then you say something like, you know, like, I have, I have like I said, I, I have cops in my family as well. So it's like, I, I, I'm, I have all sides swirling around yeah, me. Yeah, this is why, this is why you cried some nights. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, sure, yeah. sure, do I have, do I know people, friends? Long time, 20, I know cops, retired cops, never had a complaint against them. I know people yeah. that are on the side. What about minority cops or, or black cops yeah. or people or good cops that never did anything, but then they have to face this because yeah. of the larger problem. You know what I mean? So, and these people are going to, to look, don't get me wrong. Again, people will even watch this and they'll hear whatever they want. I'm, yeah. I'm against any violence. I'm yeah. against police brutality. I'm against, I'm not going to tell any black person how to feel right now nor do I have a right to. I don't like the, the looting and especially not the violence at all. But I'm not, I, I'm going to say I wish it didn't happen. And I, and, but I, you know, but there's real life and how desperate do these people have to be to get to that point? And then you could still say, still right. just protest. You don't have to do that. Okay. I, I hear you there too, but I'm not in their shoes. And when people, when an entire race is screaming to us for help, you know, you, you look at them and you say, how can I help? You know what I mean? And if it's, yeah. if it's a few people or if it's, if it's a system that's set up that they're saying, can you please take a look at this at least? Can yeah. we just all look at it together? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Sure, yeah, yeah. let's look at it together. But then you got those people who are like, fuck cops, fuck all cops. That's, that's hard too, you know? Yeah, I got yeah. family and friends and people that when they leave the house, they don't want to be in those riots. They don't want to be part of those no. people. They don't want to be part of those people throwing tear gas. They, they're afraid they're going to come back to their families or not. You know, there are people that still got into law enforcement because, you know, they wanted to provide for their families and thought it was noble too. So it's like, yeah. you, know, you can't have the nuanced conversation like that. No. Social media. And that's, and, and I think that that's why, you know, like I said, me, I mean, me and you are, are similar that way. And, and we have friends that are similar that way. And I feel like all the guys that we're friends with and talk to, even in the clubs, you kind of, 
you know, you kind of, what's it called? Uh, the same thing attracts each other, right? When you, oh, yeah. I'm like that too. I could sit down with a glass of wine and you could say, yeah, I see this and I see that. And it sucks that everybody's hurting. Um, and like you said, same with me, man. I have black friends, I have cop friends and all this stuff. And just seeing everything's going on, man, I want, I just want everybody to be, I just want it to go away, but in a good way, not going away in a, like, in a way where like, and I, I know it sounds so corny, Sal, but I've said it to my, to Lucas and Sophia, treat people the way you want to be treated and just treat people as humans. And, and the best thing to do is if it seems like, simple, right? Doesn't it seem somebody, simple? Yeah. Somebody said, uh, who said it? it was a great thing. Like you show up to a house party, right? You show up to a house party and you're only going to know two or three people at this house party, but it's a rocking party, right? And you walk in. If you treat it, if you got treated the way that you would treat that person that walked in, right? And all of a sudden they're like, they're disarmed. They're not weird. Any, and all of a sudden it's like, if you look at life like that, you just treat people like that. But it's like you said, people will listen to us right now, listen to this podcast, and they're going to make up what they want to make up. Um, sure. I've always been consistent with that. My problem is, I go hard at both sides that I disagree with to the point where I'm like, no, how could you not see that? What do you wake the fuck up? And then I'll go to this pig, or you people are out of your mind. And it's like, you know what? There's always going to be far on both sides that you can't reason with people sure. that there's people, unfortunately, there's people you cannot reason with. There's just, yeah. and, 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 you know, and those people, and if you try, so here's another thing about social media, right? You know, and you get it from both sides. It's almost even crazy if you're like somewhere in middle road, or yeah. moderate, which I, you know, if you're someone who's moderate, it's like you can say something to piss off both sides. Or oh yeah, sides, and then they both come at you because, like, let's say no, absolutely. People love to assume what you are too. I hate labeling shit. I yeah. hate labels. I, I I just hate it. But but people love to assume what you are. If you say a statement, they'll be like, "You're a libtard. You're a conservative. Anything." They'll just they just it's just about like we're shouting into a void. Nobody's really flipping. Anyone who's going online that's already closed-minded, you are not changing their mind. And I don't think Never. necessarily Twitter or something like that is the place that you're going to change anyone's mind. I think we're collectively draining ourselves as a society. I, you know what I like? I like to go to – I did this. I did a lot this week. Like I, I, I like to go to a friend's house, a family member's house, and I like to talk to those people directly. And – and, 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 and listen and don't attack and speak and don't attack and see where we're meeting, some common ground, some not, some agree to disagree. And then you shake hands and you both mean well and you love them and that's kind of it. And I'm not trying to like be like you just said, trite or anything like that. Yeah. But this is how I am. I treat everybody like that. And so, you know, so this thing happens, right? This thing happens a couple of weeks ago. And I, right away, I, I, you know, people, you know, people have to, we all have to process this. It's happening a mile an hour, like a hundred miles an hour. And we're getting information, this conflicting information, everything like that, like all this kind of stuff. And, and then you'll get people like say the left, you'll get people like, yo, everyone, everyone's got to speak up. You got to use your platform. If you're not using the platform, you're complicit. And then you'll get people like, and then you say, yo, this, 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 and this, like I'm using my platform. And like half those same people go, yo, fuck you. We, you you're not going to supposed to be talking right now. We're going to listen to you. We're supposed to learn something from you. Just shut up. You know, and you're like, well, I want to use my yeah. platform. I want to shut up. I want to do everything that everybody wants me to do. But what about what I'm trying to do? What about what is my intention? My intention's good, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Look at the person's intention first. You know what I mean? That's, and, and then you yeah. say something like, you know, like, oh my God, this is, it's just, it's just terrible. And it's like, who wants to invite that 
into their lives. Like, I think you can affect change like this. Like, we're having a conversation. People decide to download this. They listen to it for the whole time. They come away with it. I, did, I agreed. I disagreed. But it's not like, fuck you. This is the guy. Retweet this. Go after him. Right. It's just like, guys, people, you're scaring people away from the conversation. People that's exactly... That's a great point. It's like the beautiful thing about the United States is, and it's like you said, you can have people in your family that you love dearly, that you grew up with, uh, either either relatives that aren't in your immediate family or your immediate family, siblings or not. And you could get together and want, and you got to just do, I think I do it the best way. I sit down, we talk it out, and then they leave and I talk behind the backs of the people I disagree with. <laughs> <laughs> that's what families no, that's do. So funny too. Growing up, I mean, I was never political, and I'm really not political now. And that's why, like, I, you know what I hate to? I'm jumping all over the place, but I hate to uh, stick to comedy. It's like, bro, like that's insane. I, that's like telling anyone to stick to their regular job and yeah. not talk about humanity. Yeah. And what about somebody who's got a shitty job? Like, yo, stick to that, you know, candy store. It's like what? <laughs> Stick to anything, right? Yeah. Yo, yo, stick to the gap. Yo, stick to the car wash. Yo, stick to finance. It's like, yeah. I'm a comedian, but I'm a human being first, bitch. Like, <laughs> I'm going to talk about this stuff. Go, you know what I mean? Stick like, to so, painting. You know, it's like, yeah, people have ideas. Somebody, yeah. You know, and, and it's just like, you know, and, and you know what I started doing? When yeah. online, I, you know, I, I, I try to unify when, when I speak um, because especially when I'm speaking online, for the reasons I just told you, it's almost like a lose-lose. Yeah. So instead, I always try to come at it from a place of disarming. And I, I, I was a bartender for a decade, bro. You know what they say, like, you don't really talk religion and politics and that stuff in the bar. And I have a unique perspective because I worked at a bar that was a real artist-type bar in, like, a real artist neighborhood. And it was filled with musicians, like, painters, comics, all this stuff. But the owners and the people, a lot of the people that frequented it, that helped build it, were also pretty staunch Republicans. Is this a Staten Island? It is, yeah. And, and, and so I, I unified those people, man. I, I, I bartended for a decade there. And I had the artist and the Republican next to each other. But everybody was friends because it's a goddamn bar. And that was our watering hole. And yeah. everyone was friends first. You know, you, you, they could talk about politics and disagree. It happened. All the time. It used to happen. Now it's like, it's like you're right or you're wrong. And now it's like, if, and also, I'm sorry. I wait, I'm sorry. I loved your show or I loved you uh, before I knew what you believed in, but you, you, you believe in this. I, I hate your show now. Well, this, I, I, yeah. I, 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 I hate you now. I, I found out what you're about. What are we talking about? Yeah. And we, I wanted to we, ask we, you a question. The forest through the trees. We can't get along. And I get it. I get there are extremes going on that are unreasonable for people to accept. But all I'm yeah. just talking about is day-to-day. -day. Online is not like real life, man. I see somebody in the street. It ain't going down like that. You no, I mean? no, it's 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 because they're hiding behind a computer. They're hiding behind a, a social media platform like Twitter. You know, I told you, like, the, the only... The only bad feedback of my special, my special got 98% good feedback. The only bad feedback was... Yeah, it was funny until I realized his Democratic, what do you mean Trump is tweeting? And I'm like, dude, dude. So I actually went to one guy. I went back to a guy, which I shouldn't have done. It was a rookie move after my first special. And um, I was warned. I was warned. Burr said, when you do a special, you're gonna, it just, you get to another level in the business. And it's going to be, he said, it's like a two-month adjustment because people are going to go at you. And they're going to go at you personally because you're going to touch on something. That they're, That's they're the not nature of like. our and, job. That's the nature yeah. of our job. And and, and, and the ones, so, you know, you even more so because you you 
you're like a mix of like you'll 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 touch that stuff. Me, I'm you're, I'm like a lot of my shit is like more just like lighthearted stuff. But but I want to talk about some stuff like sometimes. But then I'm like I'm not as passionate. Like I just you tell you the truth. I don't want to invite. I just don't want to invite that conversation. I want to no. Like, I, I don't either, but when somebody personally attacks me, I went at this one guy at like a rookie move, like I said, and I go, hey, buddy, did you listen to the whole thing that I'm like, my, and then the guy actually said, he goes, oh man, you know, well, you know, I'm a fan, man. I'm just messing. And it wasn't even real. His hate wasn't even real. He wanted to be heard. But I got a, I got a question for you because, and this is going to just show you, and it's going to go back to what we said. There's certain people that can't be helped. And there's certain people that that'll never gonna, are always going to be a problem. You'd been doing Impractical Jokers for eight years, nine years? Um, nine years, yep. Okay, so you've been doing a family-friendly- Yeah, it, no, it turned into that. <laughs> yeah, no, right, no cursing. Yeah. It's, it's fun, four guys goofing off on each other. You do this in a challenge to win this and that. And I've watched it, and before me and you were friends, and you know this, yes. when, we, when we knew of each other in the business and we just saw each other's social media, we didn't know each other. Right. And, and you, would, you would see me say, the things that I sit at night and watch is, is Shark Tank and Impractical Jokers, and Impractical Jokers has me crying laughing. Now, a show like yours, which is family-friendly, eight-year-olds go, or, or, or 70-year-olds, I yeah. bet you you've had somebody come up to you, and I bet you you said, that was really, that was, I didn't really agree with that. That was too much. Have you had anything like that or no? Oh, yeah, all the time, because, like, you know, yeah. we try to, with the, with, within that half hour, we try to give a little something to every demographic if we could, you know, like, you know, we'll try to jokes that go over kids' heads, maybe a little blue, maybe a little like odd or more esoteric jokes. Um, maybe, you know, we'll go in on, we don't care. We'll go in on anybody. You know what I mean? So, so we, yeah, we, mostly people just understand it and take it for what it is, but it's, it's inevitable that someone might come and be like, I didn't like that. Or I didn't like that. And our show is predicated on saying things that we don't want to say just to see how far we'll go too. So like it, it invites it a little bit, but we- Have you ever had like a, how dare you or no? I got to imagine we have, like nothing comes to mind, but yeah, like, yeah, good. I got to imagine, you know, we, we have, but um, yeah, like, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it is what it is. Like I saw online, I was saying before, it's like, um, I had people come at me for writing things that, I can prove a point to you right now. I, me and you could like think of a tweet right now that is completely innocuous. I'll tweet it and we can wait to check back two minutes later. It'll be 80%. Hey, love you. 10%. Um, Always. I'm, I'm behind you and 10% you're fucking, you know, you're, I don't agree with you, blah, 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 blah. But I, I, um, I've, especially uh, in the last couple of weeks, I think it's uh, way more important to um, adjust gears here and to talk to people. I got it. If we're not going to find common ground, we ain't doing shit. And so a lot of people yeah. that have come at me, um, you know, not even as a criticism, just like a fucking like, fuck you. Or, you know, I completely disagree with you. I just would go on and be like, Hey, why, you know, like talk to me. And then they would say why. And I'd be like, all right, well, you know, I think this and you think that, and I think this and you think that. And I, and I'm, it's as long as you talk to them with respect and then say, well, I see why, you know, you're saying that, but I feel this way because of that. And even if you end up agreeing to disagree, it really does feel good to come away from a conversation with someone that's not filled with venom and toxicity and animosity. Uh, even if they come at you first, I, I, I do it just to see too. When yeah. someone comes at me real hard, I'll just be like, hey man, like I'm not even, I'm not even going for that. Like, you know, like I'm yeah. not trying to do that. Like, let's talk or whatever. 
and they immediately for the most part are like oh yeah well you know <laughs> and you disarm them yeah you disarm and then you them. talk a little bit even if you disagree yeah. you talk a little bit and then yeah. at the end of it it's like all right man hey stay safe you know have a good day how are you gonna tell someone fuck you when it's time to you and your family stay safe have a good day you know really it is it is what it is it is yeah, what it is. It, but yeah. um but as far as like you know as far as like you know like like the injustices and stuff it's like i'm not gonna not say like i i i i feel bad like that people feel afraid to maybe speak up i understand that like the world we live in now of this cancel culture or mob mentality like it's almost like like really scary to speak up and so yeah. i don't fault people who don't immediately speak up or also i don't assume that i know what the fuck is going on in their life right i don't assume that i know that they're not hitting the pavement, doing whatever they need to do in their real life with people they know, with charities, with protests or, or vice versa, whatever is their thing. I'm not going to flippantly look online, see that they didn't say what I needed them to say, and then chastise them for that. No, I understand that right yeah. now is a sweeping movement and every voice counts. And, 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 and I understand that people will say, for that on both sides whatever it is but like you know people also need time to process and 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 get there and i don't know what how they're working on themselves i would never ever assume so i got that a lot too like i had someone i had someone very close to me actually um and i haven't addressed it yet because i was so upset at, uh, when it happened to me and i took a moment to write like right back to them i swear to god dude i wrote for like two hours well wow. i those i just wrote back because they they wrote to me and they, 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 I'm not going to get into detail, but they wrote to me, they made a few assumptions and this is someone I know very well and that I thought they knew like my character and integrity. Cause I, I like to believe that I am pretty consistent in the way that I treat people and act for my whole life. And so like, when you do that, I, I you know you sleep a little better and I, I, that's what I strive for anyway. And um, I was attacked by this person and it took me off guard because that's not me, you know? And the person was so misguided. Um, they flippantly looked at uh, something and they didn't see something they liked. And then they came after me for that. And little did they know that they just didn't look in the right places. Mm -hmm. And everything that they said to me was so misguided and so far off and it was so painful to hear because we're all going through a tough time right now. And despite the pandemic and despite, you know, what, what, what happened to this poor man and despite our own personal daily family problems, nobody knows what's going on with anybody else. No. And uh, at first I was mad and I was going to call them or write them. And I, my, my feeling was anger, you know, and then I said, don't react emotionally. And then I wrote everything out so I can send it to them. And then I said, this isn't even right. I'd rather get them on the phone. And then I was going to get them on the phone. And I, I just wanted to step away from it even more. And then I was like, I don't know this person, any answers, but then I keep flip-flopping. I, I know that I know though, that I'm going to be like, no, I'm going to get the person on the phone. I'm going to yeah. say myself. And then hopefully on the other end of it, we both come out better because I don't think it was fair, you know, to, 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 I wouldn't do that. I, I hate well, you were hurt. You were hurt. I was, and I hate when people don't give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you know somebody, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, when you know somebody and they're just so emotional. And that's yeah. what it is too, I think like time. So like, I'm not, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you about, 
you think people's voice should be heard now, but you said something, you, but, but I know what you're saying. You also said you understand it takes time. Here's the problem with-, with it's, it's not black and white. It's you know, not black and white. Yes, we got to speak up. Yes, people are scared. Yes, we have to process it. Yes, fuck processing. Now's the time. Yes, this, yes, that. But it's just, it's, it, but oh how's my, it, it's and, coming and, and, at us from every angle. And nobody should be judged if they need a week to, to, a week to look at it. But here's the thing. It's like, oh, you talk too much. Why, why don't you mind your business and shut up? You don't know how we feel. Well, you, what about this side? Okay, fine. But then you don't say anything. And then all of a sudden, and this is one thing I did not like. And I'm not going to mention the comedian's name, but there was somebody going, hey, you comedians that are just not talking about this, like, if you're going to do that shit, and it's like, well, wait a minute. Okay, you know what? Today was my stepfather's birthday, and instead of worrying about things that are going on, like I've been for fucking two months, me and my stepfather are going to play golf. And then you know what else? My son wanted me to take him somewhere, so I'm sorry if my fucking voice of what you wanted me to talk about, my family was more important that day. So there was almost like this like reverse bullying where it's like, you're telling me that if I don't speak up on fucking social media right now that I'm compliant or I'm complacent with everything going on. It's like, no, I'm teaching my son how to play fucking golf and, and, and hang out with his dad. And, and, and then I'll fucking process it and get to it. And that's what I don't like. And I don't like how they're like, yeah, we know we're, we're watching. You could feel that. Something similar happened to me, like during this pandemic, both of my parents who, my parents were separated, divorced when I was little, both of them moved. And um, both are older, they're both, uh, well, even my stepmom, so I should say all of my parents are older, like 70s or close to, and uh, they're all in some way immunocompromised. And they had to move during, basically during the pandemic, and I, I had to help them. And I was, like you said, we had, like, I, so this is been a trying time just personally and then like you know and then it's also like oh my god and then you want to watch everything and read everything and and then assimilate you know exactly what you want to say because you have to say it you know in a way where you know like you get the right point across because if you maybe just say something without thinking exactly what you're saying you can be the at the other end of everyone's ire and 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 madness so you take a moment but then it's also like i don't live and die online i i've done more offline for for the things that have been going on in the last couple of weeks than i have online and i i i I don't mind it's so funny sometimes people will share something sign this petition donate to this i just did and you get two people you get uh okay thank you so much for spreading that good word then you get the same exact side going or the other side going okay uh thanks that you had to show everybody that you did something good so you know which is it like you know which is it there's no answer you know what i mean so i choose not necessarily to put everything out there that i do like you know because it just i'm i have to put my head down on the pillow at night i don't have to answer to nobody else so i know i know all the things i'm doing and 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 i'm doing i'm doing a lot i i really and for myself, I really am taking inventory. I really am taking this seriously. Like, because it, you know, it just, I, I need to reconcile it too. I need to feel better. I need to feel hopeful. And I want to help any way that I can. Everybody, you know? So, um, so yeah. So my point is, is that, you know, a lot of people have really, really good intentions and are figuring it out. And I think it's counterproductive to attack people. Yeah. You know, just based on 
your barometer of how righteous or vocal you think they should be. Now, I'm not even saying that we shouldn't push people to, to speak because that too, but there's a way, there's yeah. a nudge, there's a, or, or just speak this arm first, say, Hey, um, how's it been going for you? You know, have you, have you, have you, what, what, what's your take on this? And yeah, like how are you feeling? Yeah. If it doesn't align with your take, right. Maybe ask them why and what, what they think and what they feel and who they're surrounding themselves with and where they see it going. And then also it's like, Hey, I've done this, this, and this, and, and, and but you haven't done that. No. Well, would you consider it? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing a fundraiser. I'm doing this or, you know, anything. Would you consider it? And sure, I'll consider it. But the way to, to just be like, yo, fuck you or this or that. It's just like, that, that ain't helping, man. And, no. and, 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 and there's extremes. There's extreme left, there's extreme right, right? And that's going to be hard to get them here, yeah. I think. But most people are in between the goalposts. And most people want the same thing. They want right. humanity and kindness. Like, Racism is a whole motherfucking thing. Like, you know, the issues and all these things on tape of, 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 you know, police interactions with brutality, there's no denying these things that are on tape. It's okay. It doesn't mean that every cop is a piece of shit fuck who should be dead and not even look my way. No, but can you help us address these things? Because these things are bad. They're reflecting bad on you. Would you mind helping us? You know what I mean? I have black loved ones close to me. I have colleagues, people in my family, friend, they're looking to us saying, we're crying, we're desperate, we need help. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna help them all I can. I got people saying, but, but Sal, I'm a cop. You know me, I'm a good person. I'm, get, I'm, going, I'm going to work tonight, I don't know if I'm gonna make it out. And I said, I feel for you, man, I feel for you, I understand, but we are caught in a tidal wave. This yeah. is the result of, of, of letting something lie for way too long. And now, and this is cyclical throughout history, you know? And, 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 you know, you just got to step back and you say, what is the right thing? It's not about condemning everyone. You know, I condemn violence. I condemn police brutality. I condemn the looting. But I'm not going to tell people what to do with how they feel. I yeah. cannot go through what they went through. I can, I'm, not, I'm not in their shoes no matter how much I think I can relate. I cannot. And I'm just going to watch and say, this is fucking unfortunate. What can I do to yeah. stop this? What can I do to at least stop the violence on both ends to help both sides? What can I do? You need a unifying yeah. voice. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I preach love and peace. And you might fucking make fun of that. People get on, oh, you cuck or fucking lip talk, like whatever. And all of a sudden you say love and peace, you're a Democrat. All of a sudden you say, well, I know a really good cop. You're a fucking conservative piece of shit. It's like, yeah, yeah. Why? Why? I love yeah. so many fucking people. And you want to call me like some herb or some cuck or some guy who's afraid to take sides it ain't about that man that's not who i am no and no and i was just gonna say you took the words out of my mouth that is like you know sal you know that i've said this before about you that is not who, and for anybody listening to the show and i know you've seen sal sal's been on the show a couple times but you really are and i'm not saying this to make you feel like you this guy that you see that is fucking sensitive about these things and truly cares truly gives a fuck sal gives a fuck about people the joke about you Amongst all of us, is like, it, does he have like dead hookers in his closet? <laughs> there's, there's no like, there's no way that this dude can give a fuck, and you really do. And I can see the pain, and I understand that you're going through it, and I understand that you you worried about it. Now, um, 
You I mean, it's not about me. I'm not trying to make anything about me. But no, you know, no. But actually, I, I'm so happy actually about this conversation because I haven't been able to uh, speak to anyone uh, like this in a public forum, which we're going to post this. And yeah. and like I said, uh, you know, you know, you lose a lot. You lose something on if typing with 120 characters. You do. You know, and and you know, if anyone's going to put the time into invest to watch a thing from beginning to end, I, I just hope that just some positivity can be taken away from it. That's all, you know, like I-, I well, you, And you said talking, it's like talking. Like if you text somebody, right? If you text somebody, hey, Paul, you wanna come over and go get a drink later? And I go, okay, sounds great. And in your mind, you're like, well, that was quick. Maybe he doesn't want to, but, but yeah, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm running to the bathroom, right? And, and in my mind, I want to do it. So actually sitting with somebody and going, hey, man, what's going on? And I'm, you know, I'm feeling family members out about everything. I have family members on both sides. Same. You know, I have same with you. I have family members on both sides who see things and, you know, one can't be talked to and the other can't be talked to. So I kind of just say, Stacy, you know, my wife, too. She doesn't fuck with Stacy goes, you're not doing it in my house. So you, you come to the house and we're going to talk. A lot of, I've had a lot of tough conversations these last few weeks. Yeah. And, and, what, and, like, I, and I'm making sure I have them. Yeah, no, no, no. But we're talking about people that will not agree, like to the point where it's like, it's going to ruin the time and the kids are looking and the kids are going well. And it's like you said, the ones on the far right and the ones on the far left, I'm not saying my family's like that, like they can talk, no, no, but yeah. it just gets to a point where it's like, nobody's leaving that party changed. Right. Nobody, nobody's I, like, gonna, I think we need to build a bridge, you know, and uh, I, I think it's okay for some, some people to be like, you know what, I see your point. I don't agree with you, but I can't fault you for how you think. That's right. I think that's progress. I'm not I saying I'm, we're not. I'm not saying someone's going to flip someone to the to any other beliefs. But if you could walk away, at least not at each other's fucking throats, I think that's positive. I would stay away from politics all the time, but I'm not now with friends and family and loved ones. You know, you know, I'm not. And um, yeah. And, and I'm 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 being. I I want to be part of the conversation for those who want to have a conversation. Um, I could see that you were bottled up. You needed this. I could see it. I, well, could, I, I was, could see it. I wanted to get a lot of this out. And I, I don't, uh, I, I'm not the guy to turn on my, I don't know. I, I feel silly talking to people like, you know, like, you yeah. know how people can just talk to camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like thinking like, I'm going to, I'm maybe going to do that because I, I just think that um, I'll put myself out there. And I just, I, I just will put myself out there because I think it's important. I think it's important to, if, if 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 I can speak in a, in a way that's level-headed, um, that again, that would just in any way, shape, or form help anyone at any point with anything, yeah. then I'm gonna try to take the opportunity to do that. And and it's so much easier to speak to a, a friend and bounce things back and forth off someone, and and see how two people can talk about something like this. You know, obviously emotions are. In, it was like a tinderbox, you know, it was like they're high. And that's also like a, when you're, when you go online, it's like, whew, you, 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 you step right in the middle of that and, 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 and you come yeah. out of that with your head, with your head spinning. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because it's just like, it's just, all it is, but you know, when you can interpret tone and intent and, and like stuff like this, I think it, it'll go a lot further. And I didn't know we were going to talk about this stuff, but you're right. I'm probably unloading because this is all no, I I've, I've been, I've been, I'm telling you, dude, I, I, I've lost. That's why we didn't do it last week. <laughs> That's why we didn't do it last week. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a time to do it. And I knew, 
I knew that we would obviously listen, man, we're two comedians that are in the New York scene and, and New York has, has been, um, I mean, I know that what happened, what happened in Minnesota, but, um, I'm talking about COVID was the epicenter that you lived there, you know, and it's like a lot of stuff, New York with the, with the protests and everything and, and the looting and, and a lot of streets need to be rebuilt now. And, and a lot of stores and all the stuff that you're seeing. Oh, and, it's so heartbreaking, man. And, and it's, a, you know what it is. I, I was telling somebody this the other day, even with COVID before, forget what happened two weeks ago. People were just, just COVID, yeah. just COVID subconsciously. We went through something psychologically, psychologically being told, first of all, we were all afraid for two months. I mean, you're a germaphobe. You were probably in a fucking bubble. Right? So, so I, was, I still am not good. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so we're all afraid for just COVID we're, we're in the house. And then I don't know when I had it, like I said, am I going to be on a ventilator, you know, and then, okay, fine. I got the good one at least, but now can I get it again? What's going on? When can I go out? And all that pent up. And then this happens psychologically. People have taken 2020 from March till right now has probably been one of the most hardest times mentally for people in this country. Actually, you know, COVID around the world, but now, man, so, you know, back full circle, 2021, get here quick and, and be better. Um, and, and I, hopefully we could start healing and I could tell that you need to talk. I can tell that you're pent up. You are an emote. We were actually talking about you the other day. It's just so funny. I got to tell the story. If, if I didn't say it before, I, we might've, I might've told it if I told the story on another podcast, but for the new listeners, um, I gave a speech at Giannis Pappas's wedding, right? And at the end of it, you know, Giannis's wife in his face. So afterwards people were saying, oh, good speech. And I went to my, you know, there was 20, 20, what, 20 something of like some of the best comedians in New York and they're yeah. like, good speech. So I, I went over and uh, we were there and I walk over by your table and I was like, man, I'm just glad. I'm just glad like Giannis was crying. I'm glad it hit, you know, and, and somebody just goes, oh, Sal was a mess during the whole thing. <laughs> and I was like, but that's, that's, who you, that's who you are. You are that. And you know what? That's what makes you unique. That's what makes you the dude that we all know you are. And it's like, when you come across somebody, cause people that know, like people know that me and you are boys, but they know, like they know me and everybody else who stand up, right? All right. So you, you came into stand up. you were doing stand up uh, more recently. And somebody's like, uh, oh man, you know, your friends with Sal from Practical Jokers, like, what? you know, and I'm like the first, I'm like, dude, whatever you see in Practical Jokers, I was like, that dude is, one of the kindest people and uh and you give i mean you make me feel like a piece of shit how much you give a fuck because listen i give a fuck but now i'm like yo man i mean i didn't know how much sleep i lost but you know then because because me though i try to do the thing where i'm like things are going to be better my defense mechanism is let's get past it my defense mechanism and let's get better and better not that i'm ignoring it and not that i'm not seeing how things are bad but like when things are shitty for a long time like they've been now I'm done. Like I'm going to Arizona Friday and um, I'm doing stand up for the first time. And today um, they were like, oh, there's a spike. There was a spike, you know, and I don't know, you know, and I'm like, well, listen, I have the antibodies, but I'm still, I, let me know. I don't want to put any. And they were like, no, you know what? Things are good and people are still coming. And, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go. Everybody's going to be careful, but like, I need it now. 
I need it now. Like for a while I was fine. Yes, I'm going to miss the stuff, you know, but listen, there's not too many clubs doing this. So I'm going to come right back home and have to, but I need to get on stage now. I need to tell jokes. I need to see an audience member laughing at something that I said and get back to that and get back to some normalcy for not only for, for the, the to, to give joy, but I need it. I need yeah, it. Same, dude, same. And that's why I fucking love stand up too. It's like, Oh my God. Like, you know, I don't need to know your political beliefs when you're sitting in the audience. Like I'm no. going to say something that's going to make everybody laugh. And when everybody's laughing at the same thing, we're bonding and we're not thinking about all the other fucking things that we have to prove to each other about why someone's right and wrong. I hate that right. shit. Yeah. I also like, you know, of course, like I don't, I don't know how anyone could be racist. I, I mean, obviously there is r racism may, might not ever go away. I think it's kind of insane to think that it could, there's 8 billion people and we're all raised and born in certain conditions, you yeah. know, I say fuck racism hard, you know, but, but I also, I'm at a point where I'm like, wait, like, like we got to reach the racist people too. Like, because otherwise like, where, what are we changing? And, and people aren't born racist. If you have a, a, a black person, a Spanish person, uh, a, a white no. person, an Asian person, and they were born in the same room as babies and, and they had to grow up together and they didn't know anything else, they would think they were fucking related. They would think that these, is my, these are my brothers and sisters and there's no outside interference and that's it. We're not fucking born this way. Again, this just sounds like, you know, I don't want to be speaking like platitudes, but it is fucking true. Racism yeah. is learned. So you say, this person's racist, right? What experience did they have? Who did they grow up around? What did they see? What happened to them? Maybe unfortunate, where they can't they can't turn it around. Did somebody yeah. get jumped? Did somebody get robbed? You know, you know, when, when you're little, you and you 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 know, when you 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 hear people speaking racist, you pick that up as normal. Okay, that's where you got it from. That person, what happened to them? Like it just something happened to someone along the way at some point that made them that way. And I, you know what? I don't want to. I don't, I don't, I, I do, I do not want to cut you off here, but I got to tell you something that's amazing that you just said that. So my father, and I'm doing a joke about how my father grew up in the Bronx in the 1960s, like a Bronx tale. And if one got caught, if the Italians got caught in the, in the African-American neighborhood and vice versa, there would be a problem and all this stuff. And my father just, you know, I grew up with a father who was just, you know, like a fucking De Niro type of guy, but yeah. he just had these. And, and then I found out that my father was almost kidnapped by a black man when he was five years old. And it was a traumatizing thing. And he was almost kidnapped. And I was like, Oh, so he's got some things. And then one time, Sal, we went to a movie and it was packed out. We were in Yonkers. We were at movie land in Yonkers, me and my, my brother. And it was one of these, I don't know, Steven Seagal, Van Damme. It was one of these fucking movies and it's packed, sold out. And my dad's sitting next to a black guy. And I remember looking over, not that I was nervous, because the thing about my dad is my dad will have his views or say, but my dad is a very nice, treats everybody actually nice, but went through things in his neighborhood where he's got that old school thought process. And I remember watching this and to this day, okay, I'm a little younger than, I, I stuck with me for my whole life. Him and this black guy, there's popcorn and my dad's just sitting there watching and something happened either right before the movie started where they burst out laughing together. And I remember watching it and I remember going like, and my dad's laughing. And the black, guy, the black man said to my father, do you want some popcorn? 
I don't know if my dad was, I, I forgot, like, and I watched it and it was a beautiful thing, man. And it was an amazing moment. And it let me know that in that theater, it's packed and everybody's excited to see this movie. And everybody is, it's a simpler time. Like we were talking about, we had our candy, our popcorn, you know, the fucking gummy bears and shit. And we're just, and my dad and this black man had this interaction and me and my brother. And I was like, you know something, it's taught to you. It's where you grew up and the things that you hear repeatedly from loved ones and friends. And, and it's an experience, you know, listen, if you're a five-year-old, six-year-old kid and somebody tries to kidnap you, no matter what race, if it's a white guy doing it, if it's an Asian guy doing it, you're going to have this weird, you're going to have a thing. And, yeah. and so going back to what you're saying, you're a hundred percent right where it's, it's not something you're not born to not like somebody, you know? Oh. And it's too. Like, I see like this where people don't really realize they have biases. Maybe they're not let's a full-blown racist, like a hooded racist, which is a whole nother thing. But they have biases. And they'll say like, oh, you know, they'll say like, well, that guy is a good guy. But that guy, I don't like that guy. Right. But then, you know, so they'll say, well, not it's not everyone. But then when people speak, they speak in ge general terms. Yeah. And then they assign this belief to everybody. It's insane. I grew up... My dad was, um, had like three jobs when I was growing up. And one of them was a superintendent of these buildings we lived in. And I, like I said, I lived amongst all, all races and my dad had a bunch of people working under him. And I, I, his, like he had black friends and black colleagues and workers. And I remember them to this day, Keith and Jimmy and my young friend, Corey, who used to be my next door neighbor was black. And like, you, like it, so I, I didn't learn anything that way, but but, but I lived in a neighborhood that was, at that time, conservative and predominantly white. And you would hear people speak that way. And it was up to you. You know, I remember you could feel like that doesn't, that doesn't feel right to me. And, um, you know, but you see it. And, and, and when, the, when people are amongst each other, they speak more freely. And maybe they, they show it, even though they, they would never show it. But you do. We all live, lived amongst it. And then I, and then I moved to a predominantly all black neighborhood uh, for years I lived there and I would walk to the playground and I all my friends then were of, of mixed race and I was scared too like like just of neighborhood kids and bigger kids any any color like I, I I probably got bullied by black people by white people when I was little or not or you know but it's like you know we're all going through the same thing you know like in different neighborhoods like it's just it is what it is but I think that's basically just people really fear you know what they don't know and they build a narrative in their own head about what they don't know you know so it's just like it's a shame to see that and i know that people are like fuck racism well, i am we're all fuck racism and fuck racists and yeah yeah i think there's probably i hope there's probably way more non-racist than racist but like also why racist? Let me talk to a racist. Let me try. Let me try to talk to somebody. Yeah. Let me see why they feel that way. There's everything is a spectrum, right? Everything. Your yeah. political beliefs are a spectrum. Your sexuality is a spectrum. Your biases is a spectrum. You know what I mean? And and it's harder to pull in the people on the extreme ends of the spectrum, but it's possible. But if I can get if we can get people like in, in the middle of the spectrum kind of to at least talk about it, like because the people that are racist, they think they're right for a yeah. reason. Yeah. And whether it's misguided or whether it's an experience they had, we could all be enlightened. We could all yeah. learn something. Again, it's like, you know, I don't want to sound trite and I don't want to sound like, well, look at this fucking 40 year old white dude who's successful telling me how to feel. No, I'm not. Stop that. Stop that, people who talk like that. I'm not doing that. 
I'm a human being that cares, that's given my opinion. Yeah. You know, like you, 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 you come at somebody like that, you know, you're going to lose an ally. You know, or well, somebody coming, yeah, but somebody yeah, coming at you like, yeah, yeah, somebody coming at you like that, Sal. Somebody coming at you like that's really not going to be happy. It's not a happy person, and they, and they, it's easy for them to automatically shun you. But that's the other thing too. It's like I didn't grow up, like I didn't grow up, uh, you know, with any kind of privilege or anything. So like the misconception that like I didn't have it easy. I, dude, I, I grew up, I grew up probably lower middle class, you know. My dad had like three jobs. He was a sanitation man. My mom, for the most part, took care of us. And, you know, I grew up like lower middle class. And I, I wasn't even in the public or really successful till like my mid to late 30s. So yeah. I have a full life of experience here. You know what I mean? I'm also, half, I'm also half Puerto Rican and Cuban, you know? Like I, I, I come across uh, straight <laughs> up white and Italian, but, but uh, I've had experiences there too. So I, I, I come from a place of, you know, 40 years of, of, of having a lot of different, living in a lot of different neighborhoods, a lot of different experiences. And I, I just feel like if I can help add to a conversation, I will, but my intentions are good. You know what I mean? So um, I, I'd like to see more of that from people, you know, like, and, and, if, and you know, I hate, I hate that something as true and simple and as Black Lives Matter has to make someone get defensive. It shouldn't. Yes, all, all of our lives matter. But right now, we're just talking about this epidemic that they're crying out for help and, and no one has listened for a real long time. Now, this last thing that happened with George Floyd was so graphic and yeah, so yeah. insane that it was a tipping point. But if you look at a bunch before that, it yeah. doesn't happen every time. No, it, but I think this one was one. Raw. It was yeah. bad. This and, one was tough. And like, uh, they're all tough, but to, like, they're all brutal, and you see them, and you're like, what the fuck is that? I think that any, one was like, fuck. Wherever you are on the political spectrum, as long as you're not, you know, racist, I think we'd agree. It's unfortunate that sometimes people will say, if you say Black Lives Matter, they think that you mean an anti-cop. And the reason for that is because a lot of that movement is anti-cop at large because there has been this problem that needs to be addressed, and it's not being addressed. And... Put yourself in anyone else's shoes. This is going to become an hour of platitudes for me. I don't give a shit though, because they're 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 platitudes for a reason. If somebody, if I saw one of my loved ones on, under a cop like that, white, black, Asian, my wife, my sister, my whoever you have, my brother, like whatever whatever that is to you, I would feel. As in rage, you couldn't, you couldn't tell me how to feel. I don't want to no. hear what you have to say. I don't want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Now, let's say that shit's happened to me all the time or more than once. You can't get in my head. You can't tell me how to feel. What people should do is stop and go, whoa, we got a fucking problem here. And the best thing to do is to address this problem together. And don't let the good people go down for it. There's a lot of good, but you know, it's, 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 it's way more complicated than that. We know that yeah. people, people, I mean, you go back to the early, go back to Serpico, you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, you got people that live in fear to speak up. What happens? They might lose their job. They might get harassed, bullied. They have a family to protect. They have food to put on a table. And so it's not that easy for everyone. And so, and then, you know, you got to go to work and there's like-minded people. Also, I'm, dare I say it without getting torn to shreds. I also think a police officer has a hard, hard job. 
I am not making any excuses for police brutality. It sickens me to the point I throw up and cry. I feel bad about it. I hate it. I despise it. It, it makes my skin crawl. Being a cop is still a hard job. And I also am not a cop, but I don't condone what they're doing. But I'm just saying for those people, because they're out there that mean well and that are caught in the middle of that, that have families, I feel for you too. The issue is that people are like, well, Black Lives Matter. And people are like, well, what about the good cops? What about the cops? What about the cops? About the cops? Yes, the cops too. And let's address the good cops too after we address this. There's room, life is long. There's room to address this whole list of things. Let's start at the top and work our way down. And right now, the most important thing is that video and what happened to that man. And, and, and as a human beings, no matter what political affiliation we have, yeah. it's tough on all of us. I can't even believe I'm getting this emotional. No, but, no, man. But I am because I am because like, it just, you know, it is what it is, dude. I, I've been, I've been like this all week. So to talk about it just feels good, but no, and I want you to, and, it, and you, this is a controversial statement. Black lives matter. Shouldn't be a controversial statement. There are good cops that mean well that are caught in the middle of this shouldn't be a controversial statement. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling anyone what order to deal with them and I'm not telling anyone how to feel, but I am looking at this and saying something's got to give and I want to try to bring more people, you know, together. And I will say this, if, if, if the protest remained 100% peaceful, I'm not exactly sure. And I'm speaking honestly, and I wish people would just all be honest with each other. I'm not exactly sure that, we would have, we would be seeing this tide change that we're seeing right now. I don't mean that people had to die. I don't mean that businesses had to get ruined. I don't mean that, but I can't put myself in other people's shoes. And people may have thought that they have protested enough to no avail, you know, and, and sometimes no justice, no peace. That, that, that's there for a reason. That's been around a long time, that fucking saying. And yeah. while I hate to see it, if this is what was needed for them, then this is a tidal wave that all of us just have to deal with. We have to understand what's going on and learn how to deal with it. Uh, and not say, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. You know what I mean? Get, just yeah. get out of the way. It's going to happen. Watch it, cry, feel for people on every side that are on the other end of that violence, that are getting their livelihoods torn apart. Sure, there's a contingent of people that are just kind of like immature. They're just you know, kids, they, they don't know. They might reflect on what they did during this whole thing and say, that wasn't my most proud moment. Yeah. Especially the violence, the violence, man, I can't take. And then, you know, the violence is coming from both sides because now we're, now we're fucking in deep. It's quicksand. It's quicksand. Yeah. I and think that, yeah, I think that, that. You don't know who's following orders and where those orders are coming from. If you want to flip it to the other side, it's been terrible to see like, you know, the peaceful protesting happening, but I don't know anything about crowd control, but you, let's just say you can show me a video from every side that looks wrong. You could show me a video from every side that looks right. And that's the problem too, right? Is because we don't know the whole story. We don't, something's clear as day, but like, it's just like, man, I, I just, what do the people do that just want to help? Like, what do we do? You know, like, unfortunately, Sal, and this is a terrible thing to say, but unfortunately, not everybody's like you, man, and, 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 and myself and, and people that are, are really empathetic about the situation. They're just not. It sucks. But then, you know, but I wanted to say something, too, because there's two, a couple things going on here. Number one, yeah, I mean, the George Floyd one, I watched it. And I, when I watched it, I've seen, they're all horrible. Anytime somebody dies, 
when they're when they're when they're in. Torn. In, I don't want to watch that, right? No, You're no. so torn because you don't want to watch it, but you also no. I had to watch it. Man, you I had to. to I had to watch it. I watched it, and it and it it was really one of the most sickening things I've seen, not only as a U.S. citizen but as a human being, but. I agree. I understand what you're saying too. Like when people are so pissed off, they're going to loot. I do think though, that there are people that take advantage of that and just go and do some bad shit. Of course, there's always going to be and that. It, and it'd be silly to even think otherwise. It's of a course. Of averages. Some people are just kind of, they're kind of like, maybe they're just into the mischief of it. They're into the thrill of it. They're into just like, holy shit, let's just go see what's going on. Then they get caught up and they make a, a decision real quick on the fly because that's an intense situation to be in. And maybe they do something they regret. And it, then there's what's people the, that's like, what's the least thing you saw? Like, Yo, I want to break a fucking window. I'm not stealing that. I want to break a window because, uh, you know, I don't want anyone to get hurt, but I just want to show that. I don't know who knows what, who, right. what they're thinking, you know, but it's like, some people are like, someone has to pay. If you're not going to listen to me, someone has to pay. And whether that means I'm going to loot, I went, I, I don't want, like, maybe it would have been better. Like, I, you hate to see a mom and pop. You hate to see someone that came up in the neighborhood that lives there get their stuff destroyed. Corporations, as long as no one's getting hurt, I guess maybe they're a casualty of uh, yeah, collateral yeah. damage. Because someone's like, look, I, I, I need to do something to reconcile this. And maybe this isn't the best thing to do, but I'm desperate. I'm emotional. I don't know what to do. I'm confused. I don't know how the, this feeling that I have from seeing that over and over and or feeling this way over and over my whole life, it's manifesting itself in a way that has taken the, the, the ship, the steering of the ship away from me. You know, like I, 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 and then you get out there and you get around other people, like-minded people. And then, you know, in numbers, you see things happening. It, people in numbers, there's this thing that takes over this mob mentality, both with protesters or looters or police officers. Like, and and it, and it's it, you know you're out there and it's it's every man for himself. It's 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 wild. And you I don't think I, you know what I don't think it's going to change. And do you want to know why it's not going to change? I don't. I, and it's a sad thing to say. I don't think it's going to change, Sal, because I don't think the media. The media, what, do you notice that when during this whole two weeks, and I get it that people want to see, you got to see the, you got to see everything real, but very few times you'll see a clip of somebody hugging somebody from, dip, they've shown but it. That doesn't, that doesn't sell. It's, it's at, right. It's fear mongering. It's, it's advertising it's, based. It's dollar based. The media, model, yes. It's not going away. Who just tried to do good news? Like, was it John Krasinski, the good news? Yes. Yeah. I think, I think he's not doing it anymore, but you know, that stuff doesn't sell. And another thing that's weird is like not, is like trying to find nonpartisan reporting. It's tough. It it's doesn't exist. I don't even know. Does it exist? I, I don't know. And I try to read everything to get to gain perspective, but you know, people like um, my uh, older people, like even my family, you know, they're on like, just like maybe just Facebook or whatever, but you know how those algorithms work where you click on something and then it keeps shoveling more of that into you. And then all of a sudden yeah. that's your only, that's your only news stream. And, and they don't know any better that there's other perspective, or maybe this is really written with an agenda, this one, or how about this one? It's just a fucking lie. And, and then they think they're reading and getting informed. And then they think they're, 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 they're getting informed on those things. And then that's dangerous. And I don't know if that's going away. And man, it's just a lot for everyone to digest. All this is just a lot. And uh, 
it, it got to me. There was a day last week when I'm not joking, dude, in three nights, in three nights, I had maybe five hours sleep total in three nights. Thankfully, I moved a little past that. But if I'm feeling that way, so, so many other people. And, yeah. and, and never mind the people that are experiencing crazy trauma during this, too. Like, ah, man, all I know is that my heart aches for everybody, dude. And I, uh, I don't know. I hope we're turning a corner. I really hope we are. And I hope that, that uh, we, don't, we don't see something like this again for forever or for a long, long while anyway. I don't know if I'm being like, you know, pie in the sky optimistic. But it's just like, like yeah. you know, dude, we, we're at a rock bottom right now, man. We're at a rock bottom. So I'm, wa- I'm, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for hope from everybody else. Salvacano, everybody. <laughs> when we post this, when we post this, I'm sure that I'm I'm sure of it. I'm sure people will write back and criticize things that we said and nitpick it and pull it apart and 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 be ready to mount a defense on on a sentence that we said that look, we're talking off the top of our heads here, you know, we're free associating and I don't know, but it's it's it is what it is. It's important to put a conversation like this out there. So I'm I'm really actually glad we have usually you and I talk about yeah. just, I mean, no, you know, it's all laughs, but yeah, no, but you know what? These are important conversations and, you know, being two comedians that go out and do what we do and, and, and it would almost be weird to not address it. I mean, like I said, last week, it was just too much going on. And, but like, you know, um, and, and, and the nice thing is everybody agrees that you saw, you saw a man get murdered on camera. And, and like I said, all the other ones are brutal. But this one, watching it, it just was an uproar, and it came to a head, and, uh, and and that's what's going on now. And for us to talk about it and talk about it in a very reasonable, like you said, very reasonable way, um, that's what that's what needs to be done. And like I said, going back to what we talked about, I think, Sal, when this is all said and done, I think that there's going to be more open discussion, and I think it, it may take a, a little bit of a lag. It may be like a, but I think over time, I think things were going to get better after this one. I really do, and 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 people are hurting like you are. Look, I mean, you're somebody that none of this stuff affected you personally in your in your immediate home as far as anything, and and look how much you you. I mean, I feel like a piece. I feel like I, well, I slept too good last night talking to you, so. I, I, I get it, man. And it's a good thing to talk about. And I can tell by, cause we've done podcasts before and I know that you needed to get it out. And I, I and I saw you talking and I wanted to let you talk and, and, and I'm glad you got emotional because that was in you brother. And, and, and I know the person you are Sal. And, and I mean, these people don't, you don't understand this fucking guy, man. This guy <laughs> gives a fuck about like, I mean, this guy just is the considerate as you're considerate. It's just, you're so kind and rare. Um, and it's, yeah, and, and, and that's why, you're, I feel that's the same why you're about you. I feel the same about you and I feel the same about most of the people in my life. So I am hopeful. Uh, it is weird. I, I don't think I've ever had a, a, you know, a full on hour podcast where I just spoke politics in my life, but I, I hope that um, the people that watch my show and, the, and listen to your podcast and, and choose to listen to this all the way through, just took a little something positive away, away from it. I'm, you know, not trying to be preachy at all. Um, if somebody listens, know, let's be honest that, for a second. If somebody listened to this podcast and had a fucking problem with it, they, I mean, you got to be fucking out of your mind. Yeah. 
This like if you be- listen to what me and you said and you're like, no, fuck that. And you're just going to take, I mean, what we're talking about is, is everybody being treated like a human being, people's feelings and people need to talk more and, and things like that. And it's a normal thing. And anybody that's going to see this and go on Twitter or go on my YouTube channel or go there and be like, fuck this and that. It's like, you're the fucking problem, man. You're the sure. problem. Cause we're just trying to talk. And we're just yeah. trying to understand what's going on and, and, and you know, and, and try to make this shit, um, everybody be fucking, just everybody be treated equally. I always, I mean, treat people the way you want to be treated. It always goes back to that. You know, I always told treated my that, son. Well, I tweeted, I mean, I, 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 daughter. I tweeted a whole bunch like this week and a lot of it was that. It was like, hey, another thing, our children are watching, man. Yeah. I mean, I don't have kids. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not a married. I have kids, but you know, the royal, ch- like our children are watching. They're watching yeah. this. Yeah. Um, so no, anyway, buddy, I, I gotta be honest, dude. I really, really needed this conversation. I'm so happy that we, we actually talked about this stuff. Yeah. So how are you doing otherwise? I'm fucking great, bro. <laughs> uh, any good movies or? Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> no, no. no all right. I'm good. You know, I'm good. Um, I got a little work because the guys and I had filming this little show from the house. We eat dinner together. So that's like once a week. That's been nice to have conversations. Like we keep that lighthearted, you know, like on the whole, like, you know, like that's we people come to us for a certain thing. And so like we don't kind of touch on that on the show because it's really not why people come to us. And that I could see opening the can of worms if we start to talk about our opinions there. People be like, yo, that's not why we, we wanted to watch you eat ravioli and fucking tell me about that you tripped and you fell and I don't know, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but it's been fun because that's been a really nice, lighthearted, like kind of distraction each week. And um, that's it. I'm doing freaking projects around the house. I'm not handy, but I'm learning to be handy. Yeah, yeah. No, me too. I, I, did, I built I, this I, studio. That's dope. Yo, I, well, then you're way, yeah, yeah, I saw the, yeah, no, I'm not doing that, dude. I had a leaky shower head. I fixed that. <laughs> and I, I painted a little, and I think I put up like a, a light post on my, on my terrace. But, I was going to say, you changed the light bulb and you fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, I'm, like, I'm at the low end of that pay grade, but. Let's talk about shows real quick. I mean, we're, we're already over an hour. We'll get, we'll get out of here soon, but this has been a, you know, it's very rare to do a podcast like, um, the one that just happened. And I'm going to tell you why, because we've done them many times. We've been on many people's shows. We've been on each other's show, all that stuff, but we've talked with each other. Um, when emotion comes out of somebody because of something going on that truly has to come out, not, not, Oh, I'm going to, you didn't have any, I mean, we start talking about Don Mattingly. Okay. So you didn't have any You're intention. Right. Didn't I'll tell you nothing. I held back. I could have been born like a, like, like, a, like a son of a bitch, but I kept it. No, in. I know. I know you did. I know you did. But like, I can tell when something naturally comes out and has to happen. And when you were going, I was like, you know what? I need to let him go here because I saw things that you were saying that I was like, Oh, this is different. This is not, going to be a conversation right now this is going to be sal's got some shit going on and once i saw that i'm like he's gotta he's gotta go and do it and i and i like i said man nothing (laughs) nothing you said was irrational nothing you said was was telling any one group you're wrong nothing you said was that man it was like open discussion frank though you know absolutely black lives matter i'm absolutely against police brutality but i also but i also know that there are so many good cops out there i just want to fix the system that is causing this 
I'm not saying, I don't even know, like, I didn't even read up on the whole yet. Like, I, I'm not talking in huge blanket statements. Like, I'm not just saying, take their job, defund. I, I don't know. Like, I'm still, like, I'm still receiving information there, you know. But but I just, I don't, I, I, I'm not anti-cop at, at all. And, I, and, and you know, like, I, I'm anti-corruption and I'm anti-brutality. But, like, obviously, there are good people with families, minority cops, black cops, cops and you know like in our families and neighbors that I want to be safe that I hope do the right thing that I hope I hope are the ones that come together and change the narrative for for the country and 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 we all end up on the, on the right side of, of history with this you know I'm not I'm not even against like I, I can't stand when people condemn someone solely on their political beliefs either like I, I don't no. get that like I can it's so funny like, when people are like, I'm not going to buy anything from you anymore. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. I'm not going to watch your show anymore. How could we live like that? Come on, man. Let's just be fucking a little bit more that let's just be a little more practical about this. You know, like I'm not going to, I have, I'm going to disown people in my family. They're going to disown me. I'm going to say, I'm going to have a beer and laugh at someone, then find out that they're the opposite views me and then hate them. Like, just give me a fucking break. Dude, I did. I said something on Twitter where it was the first time it was a viral thing against me. And I was simply joking and I said, I go, all my, I either said all my, or, or most of my atheist, most of my atheist friends are full of shit. Cause I see them go on the plane, do a little sign of the cross, you know, just in case shit happens. Totally joking, dude. Uh, when I tell you, you just lost any tickets from me to your show. Like for, uh, my father had cancer and I sat at his deathbed with cancer. I didn't pray to any guy, uh, bro. It got to the point where I was like, Yo, I'm fucking joke. I'm talking about my friends who say they're atheists doing the sign of the cross. And they literally, no, no, no. I lost fans to the point where it's like, fuck you, Verzi. And I'm going like, wow, man. Wow. Like I'm doing that. And that's the, but you know something in, in all reality though, Sal, it kind of goes to like what Patrice O'Neill and Doug Stanhope do. Patrice O'Neill, rest his soul. They were never going to be fans anyway. Because if somebody is going to be that quick you don't so look want at, a, at a tweet from a comedian and go, yeah. oh, Verzi, Verzi joking about atheists? Fuck it. It's like, you know what? I don't want you. When, when yeah. I do a theater show and it's packed, I want the, the opposite in the room. Right. You know, I want the opposite in the room. I want to be able to fucking say what I want to say. Um, and speaking I, of that, dude, speaking of getting back on the road, which I hope we all do soon, like, I'm even like saying it online, like, yo, if you if you want to come up and talk to me about any of this, like if I have the time, I will give you my time. If, if you're a, a black person that had an experience that you want to vent, you know, if, if you're a, a, you know, an officer that had an experience that needs to get some off their chest, or you want to sound anybody, you heard something I said, you want to talk to me about something I said and have a dialogue. Like we're all human beings, man. I'll, I'll talk to anybody as long as it's, respectful and 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 maybe we were both helping each other in some way so i'm not afraid to say this sal i'm not afraid to say this i truly believe i understand that there's problems out there but i truly believe the way the 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 general public of of the the way police officers are in general kind of being thrown into all not, not all pieces of shit but I'm watching things where like I have friends that are cops that saw what happened to George Floyd and got sick and they're looked at right now in a really fucked up way and it's wrong. And I'm not afraid to say that 
because yeah. I, I totally agree. It's like, of course, you know what I mean? Like, well, I, it's, like it's like, look, is, is every, is every person like, you know, you, you can't, that's the thing. It's just like we have, because it's a, it's such a fast moving national conversation. People speak, you know, they have to speak to the point, you know, like, and, and if you sat down with someone who was very upset about, let's say you, one of our black friends, we sat down with them and they are, bear their soul to us Destroy, about it. Yeah. They, they still would be able to say, oh yeah, of course I know, like, I know a cop. Like, how about this? Like, I have a black friend who has three black, three cops in their family. So it's like, of course they'll yeah. sit down and talk to you like that, but that ain't what social media is about. That's not what Twitter is about. Twitter is just like my agenda. Fuck you! I gotta make you look bad. I gotta prove you wrong. Everything's a factual. Like everything's like everything's point counterpoint point counter. But to the point where it's like it's like not helping. It's too it's too closed minded. It's it's poisonous. I mean, it helps, no, I, I'm found it helps out something. It helps get out information and it helps yeah. bring to light things. But it's like but it also is a pretty toxic, dangerous place. Um, so you know, I don't know, man. I, I feel like. I'm going to tweet this out, you know, when you, when it comes out and I, I hope people can watch it and take away some, I'm not saying that everything I said was right or something I said might not have been misguided. Maybe it is. That's another thing. Like, Buddy, you're talking emotionally and you don't owe them that you're like you said, you're talking off the top. Yeah. That's another thing. It's like, if someone says something misguided, instead of canceling them, mob mentality them, like shaming them, talk to him, open a dialogue. Like, again, I, I keep, it's so, it feels so weird to keep saying these things that seem simple, but I think simplicity in a time that's really complicated might be a breath of fresh air. So, you know, I'm not saying that everything I said here might, not, that people wouldn't take umbrage with, you know, a sentence or two or a whole viewpoint or two, but I'm, I, I'm just saying that let's look at people's intentions and if they're coming from a good place and they mean well, uh, let's let's build a bridge and not burn a bridge. Is what I'm if saying. you have a problem with me saying, of course, Black Lives Matter, police officers aren't all shitty. We need to come together and talk. Everybody needs to be treated like a human being, and we need to do better. Every if you have a problem with that, fuck you. I don't need you in my anything because that is just what re like that anything else besides that to me is is delusional and i found out sal that comedy crowds right now are super amazing and appreciative and the reason why is because people are going to bed hurting okay people are going to bed hurting on all the sides all the groups of people that we talked about now are going to bed enraged hurt sad uh, depressed, psychological, all of these groups of people that we mentioned are hurting right now. Comedy, and we're going to bring this shit to positivity now. Yeah. Comedy, okay? Your show in Practical Jokers, you know, me doing stand-up, you doing stand-up, going out there, doing podcasts uh, with friends and shooting the shit and doing that. People need that now. And I'm so excited to go to, to Arizona and do that. Dude, I watched fucking, to get away from stuff, COVID, I watched Ozark. I just watched all of Ozark. And then, um, you know, yeah, it was, you know, the thing about Ozark, could get to <laughs> No, I mean, not to, I don't mean to, I know we're talking about- I love it. I love that you- that's a, that's a comedian right there. Transition no, from that to Ozark. The, you know, the thing about Ozark is like, they could just bring, <laughs> they could bring, hold on, I just got to get this off. The thing about chest. Ozark, you keep saying that. It's such a funny sentence to me, guys. No, the, the thing about the end of it was yeah. that it was like, they you could just bring in characters to get episodes and then it kind of was predictable. So it's like the show can just keep going on with that. What I did see 
And when I saw two of the movies you recommended, I saw Bone Tomahawk, which fucking I loved. Sure. And I saw the, the, the one was crazy with the, in the cell. Cell block, rolling cell yeah, block. Cell, yeah, cell block. That was crazy. I didn't see the, I did not see the other one yet, but here's what Ooh, I did. Oh, you got to see that one. Dragged across concrete. Dragged across concrete. Stacy and I watched Hunters. Did you see Hunters? No. Dude. All right. It's on the list. Hunters is on Prime and Al Pacino and a group of people. Um, it takes place 30 years after World War II. So it's basically like 19, like the mid 1970s. Sure. And Nazis that were in the camps doing horrible shit are now in New York, DC, all over. And Al, pa Al Pacino and a group of people hunt them. And it is, I mean, when I tell you, it is like it's it, you see things in, in in the camps. You see you see that you see. I mean, it is incredible. And at first, you're like, I mean, there's twists, there's turns, and then you're like, all right, listen. Told me, I, I'm watching it tonight. Then I'm like, can you really t the episode? Listen to this. Scene one of episode one is something you've never seen before. So, so 20 seconds in, and the first episode's like an hour, an hour and a half, and then everyone is an hour after that. And there's only 10, and there's only been one season. Jordan Peele, executive produced, which is a killer. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Um, I mean, dude, it is, I mean, just, and, and then you're going to go like this. Well, episode two can't be as good as episode it one, and it, and it is. And then you're like, um, episode three and four are going to suck. And then you're I like. Needed, I needed something because I had just, uh, I start in this, during this whole pandemic, I, I, I watched Succession, which was, is great. Succession is on, uh, if you haven't seen it, it's like HBO or Showtime. I, I think it's Showtime. I could be wrong. I think it's HBO. Anyway, that was awesome. And then I watched, um, I finished Homeland, which was really good. I watched Mad Men three seasons, but I kind of like dwindled on it because it was a lot of just like, uh, just softcore infidelity over and over and over. And it was just like, <laughs> it was just like, I don't get what I, you know, I get it was good, but it was like a little bit redundant. So I kind of gave up. So I was looking for something on that. So Hunters, I'm in. I'm in. No, you watch Hunters. Like Stacy was like up with me watching it. It's amazing. It's great. Um, dude, this, uh, this episode. Yeah, we, yeah, I'm sorry. It was so heavy, dude. No, was. this episode was, um, look, man. A lot of times you're like, oh, the podcast comes out and it's the same old podcast, right? It's, it's fun. It's good talk. People enjoy it. Sometimes a podcast takes a turn and somebody's got to get shit off their chest. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you felt comfortable enough. This is what I care about. I'm glad you felt comfortable enough to come to my show. You've been on my show three times now. This is a home for you to anytime you ever want to say anything and anytime you ever want to say anything and you know you're always safe here and you and you always know you're going to be fucking defended here because I don't give a fuck, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, I, I, you're never going to have any, I'll never not defend you and, and all that stuff. But you 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 said what you needed to say. It was from your heart. And, um, and I hope people listen to it because I think if people really listen to what we said, yeah, if people really listen to what we said, then things are things are that's a good thing. But if you just don't, it is what it is. And look, if I said something that like turned somebody off or that like you disagree with, like shit, talk to me about it. I don't, I'm not. Trying. Oh, I thought you that would have been funny if you were like, listen, if I said something to piss somebody off, I mean, and there, there's three other impractical jokers. It's still on demand. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, I'm not. Who knows? I, 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 I'm still learning and listening too, man. So. Um, I don't, I'm not trying to talk like I have all the answers. I'm trying to talk so that people can, we're all feeling similar emotions. So if, if anybody can relate and this helps anybody, great. Cause it helped me. So I'm not trying to preach or nothing, but, uh, you know, like I said, if I said something that, that 
I, I might have spoke out of turn or said something that, that I was ill-informed on. I have no problem, you know, as long as it's a nice dog, please talk to me about it. Yeah, no, man, this is, uh, this has been amazing. Um, I'm going to hopefully see you soon. We'll talk about that. Um, this you, has been, you got this, that nice tan too. Don't think I didn't notice that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Now, yeah. Moving out in the yard a little bit. Yeah. Out in the uh, yard, out in the golf course, you know, um, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to just be outside and, and being in the weather and um, hanging, man, hanging with the family. And, you know, now I'm going to Arizona. So, oh, by the way, is there anything that you want to, uh, I know the movie is out on demand right now. And um, yeah. you got some stuff that uh, you're doing, uh, the, the dinner show on in practically. Yeah, so the, the show's on every Thursday at 10. It's, right now it's taking the place of Jokers because we had to stop production because of the, the pandemic. So until we get back to that right now, uh, we're having fun doing this. So that's on Thursdays at 10. And then uh, the, we do this game show called The Misery Index on TBS. It's, it's 10.30 right after uh, on Thursdays. Um, all the touring that the guys and I had, um, the guys and I had a 42-city tour this year, and I had like a 30-city solo tour. 100% um, of those dates, um, unfortunately, had to be moved to 2021. I think they've been rolling out those announcements. If they haven't yet, I'm letting you know. Um, but other than that, you know, just uh, – can't wait to get back up on stage and uh hey if someone if your your audience or my fans or like audience um made it all the way through this and listened to all that i just want to say i appreciate it keep an open mind sticking with us through a, like a, a rough like a you know a pretty serious conversation and giving us your time and energy that that means a lot to me so um just want to say thank you and absolutely and guys uh my two of my best friends on the planet uh pete davidson bill burr um this friday uh, king of staten island comes out um and uh, don't blink you'll see me yeah don't don't blink you'll see me unfortunately my main scene got cut but you see this face in a very weird unique way towards the end of the movie that's all i'm allowed to say uh it's kind of a cool little thing but um pete man it's gonna be great so check that out arizona arizona Copper Blues, this Friday, two shows, this Saturday, two shows, and this Sunday, one show, okay? I can't do a meet and greet, but I'll fuck, I'll yell at you across the room, and we're going to have a really, really good time. It's going to be amazing, and it might get emotional, to be honest, because, you know, I have been away from what I love for longer than I've ever, in, in 19, 18 years, away, never been off stage for, I mean, 14 days was like the max, 50. So is, isn't it wild that every, because every comic used to have like their own, yo, how long, what's your record that you've gotten up? How long, what's your record, like how long was it that the most in between that you've gotten up? But now we all share the same exact number. You know, it's like, funny, I was talking to somebody about that and like Kobe Bryant, rest his soul, he would do this thing where he would watch people work out and he'd find out their regiment and he always made sure he worked harder. So if they were in the gym for three hours, he was in the gym for four or five. So when I would be antsy, not on stage, I was worried because other people were, right? But, right. but oh, during yeah, this, yeah. Oh, during no, we this, keep up. that's the thing, you gotta keep up. You, you can't. gotta keep up. Cause yeah. like I'd be home for a weekend and I'd start seeing pictures of comics. I'm like, yo, he's getting better, she's getting better. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, I can, I'm, I'm, you know me, I'm a competitive. Every, so, every Every night you don't get up is a night that you're not getting better. Every right? night, and it's a night somebody else is. So now that everybody had to, that's why I wasn't so antsy with my wife and shit. But uh, this has been an amazing episode. You know I love you, brother. I love you. Uh, you're, 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 you know, you're one of my favorites, and uh, I'm going to be seeing you soon. Uh, Salvacano, everybody. Take care, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you, brother.